My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Attraction with Dominique Drew. I am your host, Dominique Drew. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've got a great show lined up for you today. Um, if you are familiar with my work, then uh, welcome back. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, then by all means, welcome. Uh, this is a really uh, cool space that I've created where we can sort of explore the deeper levels of what's happening in our subconscious that's really actively blocking us from what it is that we want in life. And so, um, again, I'm your host, Dominique Drew, and I'm joining you uh, live on Facebook. Uh, if you guys are joining me on Facebook Live, hi, hi, Andrew, Lou, Kaylin, Andrew, welcome. Um, if you are joining me on the uh, podcast, The Art of Attraction, then um, that's fantastic. You can uh, download and subscribe. Um, this is really, you know, the the people who tend to be fans of this show tend to be really quite um, passionate about it, which I love because what we're doing here is we're really, you know, actively changing lives, right? We're not just talking about sort of things in, uh, that are theoretical or, um, you know, uh, you know, little tips and tricks, things like that, right? This is really um, about the the deeper levels in which we self sabotage, right? So it's it applies to a huge number of you know areas of life. It applies to you know finances and jobs and satisfaction and um, uh, you know fulfillment in life. It's like I have people come to me for reasons that don't even have anything to do with dating. You know, some guys come because they're unfulfilled in their career. Some guys come because dating is the last, uh, the last area of their life, right? They're successful. They're pretty happy. They've got great friends, good career. Um, they're fulfilled. You know, they're feeling great about life, but they're not able to, uh, to function in their dating lives, right? Or their relationship life is the one thing that's still sort of not, uh, not satisfying for them. And so... You know, this, you know, I, I specialize in the area of relationships, right? I help single men to see how they're holding themselves back from the relationships that they want. And through working with me, you know, we experience just, um, people experience just massive shifts. You know, it's really, um, it's really very profound and very powerful to, uh, to watch. And I'm quite honored to be able to uh, witness and facilitate uh, that kind of change. Um, so if you'd like to join the conversation today, then I invite you to reach out. Um, the number to call in is 828-333-4686. Uh, again, that's 828-333-4686. 
And I am um, coming to you on Facebook Live as well. So if you're tuning in from there, um, then you can uh, go ahead and see. You'll be able to watch and call in at the same time. So um, as I said, I specialize in, in, in uh, you know, working with single men. And um, what we tend to end up coming down to is really, um, is really what beliefs we're carrying around, okay, that we don't realize that we're carrying, right? Um, and so I just want to make sure that I'm coming through here. Okay. And so today I really want to pay some attention to language. Okay. Because language can be a really great way of finding these underlying beliefs that keep you from, uh, from attracting the person that you want, right. Or keep you single or keep you lonely. And, um, and so it's, it's, it's a really, uh, it's a really interesting place to function. You know, a lot of the work that I do with my clients, I'm um, I'm listening, right? Um, I have a, an eight week program where I um, I have you know guys come in with all sorts of different dating issues, right? Uh, things sort of all over the map, um, and you know they go through eight, you know eight weeks worth of material, um, you know teachings and downloadable PDFs and exercises and assignments and things like that, and um, what they're able to do through that is sort of get the the framework, right? Of what they can be looking for. How do you recognize where you might be self-sabotaging as opposed to where life is just kind of happening, right? Because it's not like, you know, you're going to come to me and uh, I'm going to teach you how to, um, you know, how to make everything in life go your way, right? Because life is still going to happen, okay? Painful things may still happen. Breakups may still happen. It's It's not the purpose of life to avoid these things, actually, right? It's the purpose of life to, uh, to experience joy, right? As much joy as you can experience in life, giving yourself the best shot in life, right? So, um, and, and this really kind of brings in that, that uh, distinction between pain and suffering, okay? Um, I've done this work for 15 years and my life is, uh, you know, indescribably different from, from where it was. Okay. Um, sometime, you know, I should just do an episode entirely on uh, what I used to be like and what I am now and sort of the steps that I went through to, to make that change. Um, but, you know, I was, I was really in a, in, a, in a very, very different place. And now I live every day. I'm, I'm happy, right? My baseline for my life is so much higher than it was. Okay. That doesn't mean that painful stuff doesn't still happen, right? Life is still go- going to occur. Even when you've worked through all of your blocks and you've, you know, you know, reached this, this place where you can really sit comfortably in yourself and stand in an empowered way and you're not sabotaging, right? So, the, so pain may still occur. The difference is that you've eliminated human suffering, okay? And there's a very distinct difference between pain and suffering, okay? Pain is a part of life. It is. It happens. People die. People get hit by buses, our dogs die, they get sick, um, you know, accidents happen, you, you, you know, things, things still occur, life still moves forward. That's pain, okay? And pain is not a bad thing. Pain is sort of cleansing, it, you know, you go through this thing and you grow from it, you move forward from it, and you're, you're more after it than you were before, really. Suffering is when you are resisting life in any way, any way, my friends. 
Okay, when you are refusing to feel something because it hurts. Okay, so your grandmother died and you guys were really, really close. Okay, and you can't sort of tolerate or you believe that you can't tolerate the pain from that. And so you um, you refuse to feel it right? You start thinking a whole lot. This is what thoughts we use thoughts for. That's what the purpose of overthinking. Overthinking is a very popular defense. And the purpose of overthinking is to keep you from feeling the uncomfortable emotions that you're feeling in the moment. Okay. So if you notice when you start overthinking and you drop into your body, you sort of take some deep breaths and follow your breath down your body with your awareness so that you kind of become a bit more embodied you will notice that there is some sort of anxiety or fear or discomfort of some kind. And that's why you sort of, your mind went into overdrive to distract you from that. It's a defense, right? And so if you do that around grandmother's death, okay, and then the feelings that the the natural, um, painful, but healthy feelings that you are expressing, that that, that are naturally coming to you around your grandmother's death, aren't able to move through you, okay? You're not willing to feel them. And we have free will, right? So if you decide, nope, I'm not going there, then goddammit, you will not. And so this is the point, guys. In your dating life, on some level, you have made that decision. You have looked out at the world and you've thought, nope, I'm not risking that again. And you have shifted. You have decided that thing and you've been like, nope, line in the sand, okay? And the reason you did that is because you experienced something very painful when you were a child. We all have this. We all experience this kind of childhood wounding, right? And it's so painful at the time, right? It's so painful because you're a child, because you don't have the capacity to hold something like death yet, really. You know, it's because from your perspective, it looks like if this, you know, it it looks like if this continues, you're going to die. Okay. Remember that this has nothing to do with whether or not you were, you know, abused or abandoned or neglected as a child. Although if you were, that could certainly cause this kind of response. But really, it could just be your parents going off for vacation, right? Um, You're coming home from school And your parents hadn't gotten home yet because they got stuck in traffic and you were alone. You know, it's a moment when you as a child felt that your life was threatened. And that moment, it's so painful. Bam. You make a decision never to let that happen again. I will never leave myself this open and vulnerable again. Because children generalize. Right? They... um, they generalize their life experience to the whole world. And that's going to bring us right back to language. Okay, that's what you can recognize in your own language. So you make these decisions, you make these assumptions, you spread them all over everything. You know, uh, men are untrustworthy. People will leave me. If I don't take care of myself, no one will. I'm not good enough. And things like that. Women can't be trusted. Okay. Do any of you guys ever feel like you have a wall up? Like you want to let people in, but you just can't? This is a fascinating thing. 
And it's incredibly painful. It's incredibly lonely inside that wall that you built for yourself, right? It is. And, and it's incredibly painful. And so something like that is, is, a, is that's where you can see the defense, right? It's like, I, I want to let people in, but I just can't. Or I, I know I push people away, but I don't mean to. Those are the defenses. And because you don't mean to, that's what tells you that they are underneath the surface. They're in the subconscious. They are that decision that you made when you were a kid that you, that you thought would save your life. So on the surface, you want a girlfriend. You want a fulfilling partner. You want a, a wife. You want a, a person. You know, you want your love. You, want, you have so much to give. And you do. You genuinely do. That's not bullshit. And yet another part of your brain, a more powerful part of your brain, is saying, if you do that, it's going to kill you. Guess which part wins? So there's this push and pull, right? You've got one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas. And so when you um, have these sort of generalizations, right, um, women are untrustworthy, right? That's an image. That's what we call an image, okay? And you carry this image into adulthood and it's affecting your life under the surface. And the good news about all this is that it's changeable. So what I do with my clients in their, uh, you know, in the, my eight-week course is I, um, I connect. I help them to connect. I teach them how to connect their conscious mind with their subconscious so that they, with their subconscious so that they can um, see what's going on in the subconscious, right? Because that's where all of this is happening. That's where the foot's on the brake. Otherwise, you would have the love of your life and you may not be listening right now, right? So to be able to look into that aspect of yourself in order to see under the surface, I mean, that, you, can you imagine? <laughs> it's like looking at, at a map and you've just been in a maze your whole life. And I, I hand you a map and I go, you are here and this is where you want to go. And suddenly you've got a frame of reference. Suddenly you've got a way forward. You know how to get from here to there, right? And so, you know, what I do is I, I speak with people on the phone. You know, my, my team or I, we, um, you can, if, if you're interested in, in learning more about it, you can go to dominiedrew.com forward slash schedule. And that's my calendar page. And you can set up a time to speak with me on the phone because, you know, a lot of people that I talk to aren't a good fit for the program. Um, but if you, if you are, you know, this is an incredibly, incredibly powerful uh, uh, tool, skill set you know, a powerful toolbox to where you can see in every single area of your life what it is that's holding you back and you can address it and you can eliminate it and the results are permanent. Okay, so we've got these broad generalizations operating underneath the surface, right? And the language is a great way to find them. Okay, finding images. So I'm sitting there with uh, my clients on the phone because I do coaching calls every week. I mean, it's like a live coaching program. Like I am sitting there with you, deeply connected, listening, and, and going with you straight to the core of the issue. You know, we address it right there on the call. Um, we go straight, we go directly there and, and straight to the core of it because otherwise we're talking about stuff that isn't quite the point. And so you're going to get the results that aren't quite what you want. And instead, 
I've got a way to go straight to the source. Okay. So, you know, until then, check out your language. Okay. Notice phrases like um, that are sort of um, extreme, right? So, um, words like always, okay, or never, or broad generalizations like, you know, um, men don't want to commit, or women always want to commit. Women, dot, dot, dot. Women always this. Men never that. Okay. Um, uh, you know, people are selfish. That's an image. And the way you can tell it's an image is, how do you know? Can you confirm what you just said? Can you confirm with 100% accuracy what you just said? You know, oh, well, women don't, you know, women don't want to commit anymore in this day and age. Really? I can think of a number of women off the top of my head who are, you know, conscious, successful, self-aware, communicative, emotionally mature beings who are very much looking to commit, very much looking to commit. So if you're saying something, you know, oh, well, you know, um, women don't want to settle down anymore. I go, oh, okay. Have you asked them all? You know, women want assertive men. Oh, oh boy, it kills me. Guys, it fucking kills me when people start talking about what women want or what men want. It's like, and truly, this is absolutely without a doubt my response. Have you asked them all? (laughs) Because I've spoken to thousands of single men on the phone and I bet you haven't. You know? Oh, men want, you know, this kind of woman. They want a woman who's sweet. Not all of them. Women want men who are assertive. Not all of them. Some women have been through horrific relationships um, with you know, maybe aggressive men, and an assertive man will tr- triggers that and, and scares them. You know, I've had guys um, come to me with, with severe sexual issues, being like, I, I flat out can't have sex, or I, I'm not very big. You know, my penis is too small. And women don't want that. Oh, sure. All women want huge porn-sized penis, huh? Some women are terrified of that. I can confirm that for you right now. You know? Some women are into, you know, dicks that are bigger than I would ever even consider. (laughs) Letting inside me. (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) I have absolutely told someone that they they were too big and did not sleep with them. That has happened in my life. So it's not bigger, the better. So look what, you're, look what you're carrying around. Start to watch yourself. This is how self-improvement happens on your own, okay? In the meantime, until you have a session with me or until you feel ready to reach out for help or maybe you're just, this is how you want to do it and that's, that's enough for you. A little, a little taste is enough, you know? This is how you do it. Watch yourself. Is that true? You guys know the, um, the four agreements, Right, it's a great book. Uh, I can't remember the author now, but he's very well known in the in the personal development world. And um, and one of them is is being uh, in integrity with your word. Okay, mean what you say and say what you mean. All right. Dr. Seuss had it all right. Okay, stand in what you say. Speak up when you need to, and listen when you don't. Okay. 
my mother used to say, uh, "'Tis better to keep one's mouth closed and appear stupid than to open it and remove all doubt." <laughs> That gives you a little insight into what I'm, what my my growing up situation was like. <laughs> so, so being in integrity with your word is essential, and this is how. And if you make that your practice, you will begin to see the images everywhere. Every time you're tempted to say something like, "Oh, you know, whatever," men are stupid, right? I have people do this all the time without realizing it, by the way. I, um, I was at a restaurant, um, I don't know, maybe a few months ago, and I you know, went to use the ladies' room, and this woman came out, and or it was, you know, she was standing in line behind me, and there was somebody in there, and so we were standing in line, and um, a man came out of the um, room, you know, the, the sort of one bathroom uh, next to us, the men's room, and, and left, and she sort of made a joke like she thinks she needed to go and um, she sort of looked kind of tentative about going in there. And I said, I said, you know, it's, it's all right with me. I'm not that desperate. You go right ahead. And she sort of made a little face like, oh, no, I don't think so. And I sort of said, you know, it's interesting that we sort of assume that men are less clean than, than we are, you know, referring to, to women as a whole. And she, um, and she sort of <laughs> looked at me and she made a joke and she goes, um, she goes, yeah, but it kind of is true, isn't it? And I didn't respond to that. Um, I sort of was, was, was surprised. And, I, and then I said, oh, do you think so? I don't know. It hasn't been my experience. Um, and she sort of, you know, ha, 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 brushed it off. And then I think I let her go ahead of me in line. And that was the end of it. But that struck me because that's the kind of shit that we carry around. Men are dirty. That woman believes men are dirty. Now, I don't know that woman from Adam. I've never seen her before or since. And uh, I'm fine with that. Um, but, but if, let's say, she has anything other than a, a divinely joyful and fulfilling relationship with men, and she's got one in her life or however many she wants in her life, and she's fully, completely fulfilled, and how many people really can say that about their love lives? That is probably how that woman stays uh, stays. Um, unhappy or in a level of disappointment with men. That would be my guess. And I, I'm totally, I'm just, I'm just guessing, right? I, I don't actually know. But that's the type of shit. And maybe she was just making a joke and she didn't mean anything by it. But usually if you say something, you mean it. That's why language is important. So that woman standing there in a line in a very offhand, I'm sure according to her meaningless statement, you know, she's talking about how dirty men are, right? Now, it's also possible that that's, that doesn't cause her any problems in her life. Maybe she's a, a lesbian or she's found the cleanest male she's ever found. And it doesn't, you know, this, this image doesn't bother her. But that is the type of thing that causes problems in people's lives. Because my guess is, my, just my intuitive feeling about it, is that, you know, she is straight. And there, there is some maybe recurring, like, disappointment um, in her relationship with men. And I bet this is a piece of it. You know, because usually if you're saying shit like that, you know, that was a distorted statement, right? Oh, men are gross. Ha ha ha. Don't you agree with me? We're both women. And I'm like, fuck you. That's not the kind of woman I am. I don't want to hang around that kind of woman. I'm not impressed by that kind of woman. That's, that's not, you know, to me, that is the kind of woman that is 
not healthy for either gender. And there are, of course, lots of men that are not healthy for any gender. But that's some bullshit right there. Don't look to me with a little, you know, elbow jab and a ha-ha, aren't we all in this together? You also hate men on some level, you know, or are contemptuous of men on some level or um, look down on men in some level. And amazing, imagine if somebody made that comment about women, how everyone would be up in arms, right? Stay in integrity with your words. Say what you mean and mean what you fucking say. Okay, if she wants to stand, if she's going to stand in that comment and that is who she wants to be, great. Then that is someone that I do not want to be friends with, but I respect your your decision. You're welcome to see men however you like. I know women who see men in lots of different ways and men who see women lots of different ways. For those of you, however, who are listening to this and who desire to awaken, listen closely. This is how we keep ourselves stuck. Don't do it. Okay? You're letting yourself be whatever. Oh, it's just language. It's just whatever. Well, how much whatever do you want to allow yourself to be, my love? How much do you, you know, how much do you want to leave to to chance? How much of your life do you want to be living by default? Who do you want to be? Because my guess is that if you don't give a shit who you are and who you're going to be, you wouldn't be listening to this. So now is the time. This is my call to you, okay, to stand up, to be the man that you want to be, that you know that you can be. Because that man attracts women, attracts conscious, strong, powerful, you know, beautiful, um, conscious women. And my guess is, if you're listening to this, that's the kind of woman you want. A woman with emotional intelligence, who listens, who communicates clearly, who is unafraid, right? So listen to your words. Pay attention to them. Use them consciously. Mean what you say. Say what you mean. Pay attention to the language of those around you. You know, did you notice that? You know, no, <laughs> I hadn't really realized this at the time, but as I'm sort of recounting the story, you know, you notice how what I did was, you know, I connected with the woman. I was, I was open. She made a joke. Uh, or I, I made an observation that invited, really, I opened the door. This is what I do. I, I opened the door for people to see themselves. And she didn't, right? I opened the door to say, isn't it interesting how we all sort of assume men are dirtier? And she dismissed it with a, with a joke. Or she stayed in her, she chose to stay in her distortion. Yeah, but they are, we're right. Oh, okay. And then you notice that what I said afterwards, I don't want to be friends with that woman. So I don't want to surround myself with people who speak, who, who speak unconsciously or who 
uh, sort of sit in comfortably in, in distortion. That's uncomfortable for me at this point, right? It used to be fun. What's the point I was trying to make there? Let your words be intentional. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a powerless being and what you do and say does not matter. You do not serve yourself with that belief. You really don't. Instead, imagine what if what you said had an impact in the world? Not like a theoretical, spiritual, oh, your words matter. I mean like an actual noticeable difference in your life. You know, I have this video on nice guys, right? Somewhere on YouTube. And it's like, you know, why are, you know, what's the belief around nice guys finishing last, right? And uh, I, I put it up or I had maybe an ad on Facebook or something. And somebody wrote a comment on my ad as saying, nice guys do finish last. And so I sent him that video. And one of the things I say in the video is stop fucking saying that. <laughs> That's a good place to start, right? Because instead, you're, uh, you know, you're putting out the things that you don't want. Ugh, I'm a piece of shit. Ugh, God, I'm always single. Nobody wants me. First, imagine that the words that you said had power, had influence, had weight. Would you still say them? What, how would you speak differently? If you were, if your words had weight, if they mattered, if you mattered, how would you speak differently? Because you can see it comes down to a a, a self-worth issue, isn't it? Ugh, my words don't matter. Ugh, I don't matter. Nothing matters. Okay, that's one way of looking at it. But you know, as I mentioned in that nice guy video, it's like if you're if you're put repeatedly putting out there the shit that you don't want, I mean, I would certainly start there. I mean, that's an easy thing to shift, isn't it? So stop talking about how things are the way you don't want them to be. You don't need to be going around being like, I'm in a relationship and I'm so happy about it if you're not. But first, let's just stop digging the hole, shall we? Right? Because that guy's response when I posted the video was, nope, you're wrong. Nice guys do finish last. And he like posted all these reasons why he thought nice guys finished last. Like he was arguing with me such that he was going to lose. If he won the argument, he would lose because he'd be the nice guy that finished last. I mean, truly, like he didn't even, so you, so you can see this, this, for example, would be someone who would not be a good fit for the, car, for the course because he doesn't want to change. He's not motivated. He doesn't believe that he can or he's having more fun arguing with me um, and, and keeping himself stuck than moving himself. Can you see what I mean? You know, he was coming at me with, yes, they, they do finish last. I finish last all the time. Let me tell you all the ways. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? I can only make you one of those two things. <laughs> I misspoke there. I can't make you any of those things. I can show you the way to one of those things. And it's not being right. <laughs> so, you know, so it, it comes to, it's like, okay, so, so you, you're, you're really wanting, you're really pushing this thing that you don't want. I mean, you can see there, you can see the self-sabotage, right? I mean, it's, it's like clear as day sometimes. 
Um, and other times it's really difficult. Uh, it's really difficult to find. That's why I specialize in this area, right? Um, and so, uh, and so look at your words, right? What do you think is true about women? You know? What do you think? Do you think women are um, weaker? Do you think women are stronger? You know, one of the things that you can, um, you can do to sort of uh, find this, you know, the, the language thing is really useful. Just listening to your language and, and looking for those sorts of extremes, right? Um, uh, you know, all women are this, you know, men, uh, men, are, men have to initiate, right? That's an image. The man initiates. That's an image, right? Uh, women want strong men. That's an, that's an image. Some women want sensitive poetic men, right? So they can, they can sound very normal. So that's why I'm telling you, I'm not saying, okay, look for things that sound weird. They're not going to sound weird because they're ingrained, not just in you, but in your family, in your friends, in your society, whatever that is. It's ingrained in you, yeah? So they sound normal. So you have to look for the generalizations. That's how you're going to recognize them, okay? Um, I'm starting another point there and I forgot what it was. I'm sorry. It'll come back to me. Um, so, uh, so, so language is a, is really a big way of, um, of doing that. And then, and you know, that, uh, you know, coming back to the comment I made about your, your friends listening around to what your friends say and the woman in the, in the line at the bathroom, you know, the, one of the first things I said, I didn't even think about, um, about it until I said it was I wouldn't want to be friends with her. Right, she's out of alignment with me. So her her images like that, you know, one of the ways we see images is uh, is our language, right? Another way is like look at who you're surrounding yourself with, right? This is li- sort of less directly linked to le- to images and more like who you want to be. Check out your friends. Are your friends people that you admire? People that you want to be like? people who are quote better than you in some way they have something that you aspire to or they they inspire you um you know are they people that you're impressed by because mine weren't for a long time they were people I liked but they weren't people that moved me forward to where I wanted to go usually I was the one moving people forward and that's fine for a while but if growth is important to you, and my guess is if you're listening to this, that growth is important to you, then who you hang around either supports or detracts from that path. Does that make sense? And that really applies to dating as well. You know, one of the things I ask when people come into my program is if you left, if you met your ideal woman right now, would she fit into your life? I mean, we don't even need to go into the subconscious for that kind of self-sabotage, right? Like if you're super, super busy or you have, you know, a ton of roommates and um, you're living this kind of like, you know, whatever life, uh, whatever life not being a a judgment. I mean, whatever, according to you, you know, you're sort of whatever about it. Um, Then, you know, that's something to look at. You know, she can't fit in. You could meet her right now. She wouldn't fit. Right? If you're living with your parents, and it's not the kind of, kind of like a, a place where you would want to bring a girlfriend, 
that's something to look at if you're single and lonely and not sure why you're still single. There's no room for this woman to come into your life. So the first thing to do is get your life ready. Get your mind right. That's what my, my gym teacher says, you know, my, the instructor in my gym class. She's like, get your mind right, you know? And it's, it's such a funny thing. It's, but it's like there's a, there's a place. I know when it's right and I know when it's not. I, I know exactly how to describe it uh, in, as far as gym class goes. But, but there is this place, right? Get your mind right. Get your life right. Get it ready for her. Get yourself ready for her because that sets an intention. And that intention moves the world. That will literally attract, and I mean pull someone into your life who wasn't going to come otherwise. Okay? Right now you have desires or you have frustrations or you have a longing. Excuse me, you actually have, you have the longing, you have the desire, and it's shrouded by things like frustration. You know, it's, um, it's blocked. Covered. It's hidden under a bushel of misunderstanding, confusion, frustration, um, worry, fear, uh, self worth, dependency. What else? Anxiety. Worry is huge. Worry is just such a such a widespread um, issue in our world today. Um, but yeah, so you've got this you've got this longing and desire, and then there's all this shit around it, okay? Um, and you know, not having your life in a place where it's ready to let the woman in that you want to let in is a form of self sabotage, right? You want this, but you're doing that. You want to go to the, you want to get fit, but you're not going to the gym. There's resistance there. There's sabotage there. And that's the good news, right? The fact that the only thing you need to do to get from where you are now to an incredibly healthy, fit, muscular version of yourself is go to the gym a lot is really good news because I can point to the fucking solution, you guys. I can point to it. It's right here. Gym. You know, and gym's not just about fitness. It moves your energy. It moves your body. There's flexibility. There's openness, right? You are a, um, you're a microcosm of yourself. Everything's meta in your system, right? Everything is symbolic in your system. So if you do yoga physically with your body, your mind becomes more open, right? You're, you are one system. Everything is linked. You are an ecosystem, of consciousness and thought and emotion and physical being and psychology or a psyche uh, and energy and probably more. Spirit, source, you have a spark in you and yet you're disconnected from it, right? And here we are. So one of the ways that you, so, so when, have you ever heard people say, talk about things like alignment, like you're out of alignment or, you know, I'm, I'm out of vibrational alignment for this and that. And, you know, I've done this work for 15 years and even I had a hard time with a, a word that was kind of that out there, you know, like vibrational alignment. I was like, ah, I don't really know what that means. And the way I've gotten places is I don't take something on. And I certainly don't teach it until I've experienced it to be true for myself multiple times, like beyond a shadow of a doubt. 
and then I teach it. So everything that I teach here is stuff that I have experienced either from, you know, both actually for myself and for my clients, right? Um, over, you know, years and years and years. And I've seen people who have much more skill than I do um, in, this, in this area or have at least been doing it for, for much longer um, to get incredible results, you know, through. So I've, I've, seen, I've seen them proven through other people as well. Um, and so alignment. So, so imagine your system this way. And this is actually a really useful thing. So you've got thoughts. You've got emotions. You've got intention. You've got um, physical body. You've got a psyche. You've got energy. You've got a spirit. And if all of these things are going in different directions, that's when you're on default. Okay, you're just like, oh, I guess I'm just going to do whatever. Right? But if you can align all the parts of your being with what you want, oh, shit, kids. That's when shit starts to move. There is nothing that you cannot create in this world, okay? And you need all of you together to do it, right? It's like if everybody has, you know, if there are all sorts of different lights and they're going off, you know, in in a dark room at different times, that's one thing. But if they all go together, bam, all of a sudden, the whole room lights up. Like the, the power is just multiplied, right? Multiplied, multiplied, multiplied. And this is, and your system works the same way. So, you know, when you decide, boom, I want to get fit and that's actually what I want to do and I'm going to do it, then you are aligned and you do it and it happens very, very quickly. Okay. And that does a whole lot of other things, right? That, that opens you up. You're more elastic. Uh, you know, growth hormones are released when you work out. Um, uh, uh, dopamine, I think, is is relaxed. I want to say oxy- oxytocin. It's not oxytocin. Um, uh, dopamine is 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 released. Like you feel good. It's a high. You're more confident. You're um, you're more in your body. It brings your energy down into your body, so you can actually feel yourself more. You can experience life more. You can experience your emotions more, and um, and you're more present for life. Okay, so all of that just from going to the fucking gym. <laughs> right? And so one piece really influences another. That's why people come to me, they start working on their relationship with women um, or the relationship with, um, with their, you know, what's going on in their dating life and their whole lives change. They start making more money. They get clearer on their, on their businesses. If they run businesses, they change jobs to something they're happier with. You know, I don't tell them to do any of those things, but it all happens because suddenly they're, they're the, it's like what I said about the friend group, right? If when you start growing, if you are a growth-oriented person, you want shit in life, right? And you want to grow and you want to know yourself. And there's a thing there that calls to you. And then, then when you start down that path, not too far down it, your friends aren't going to feel good anymore, most likely. You know, if they do, that's great. That means the, they, are, they are already where you wanted to go. That's great. Or they're going with you. But if they but if they stop feeling good, that's because they were in alignment with where you were before. And where you are now is in a different place. And so you need new people to support you in this new place. Okay? Because those people will hold you back. They are the previous you. You need the new you. Does that make sense? And so if your life is not aligned to 
leave room for what you want, then it, it, you know, you're, you're at odds. One foot on the gas, one foot on the brake. Except it's not quite one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake, right? Because there's all these different levels that are, that are um, overlapping each other um, that are, are uh, operating at the same time. So it's, that's a very simplified version. You're certainly working, working against yourself, right? But you're not, it's not so simple as part of me wants to go and part of me wants to stop. It's like your emotions are, you know, tied up in because you live with your mom and you feel, you know, some shame around that maybe, or you, um, you know, part of you wants to go, but you're scared or you feel safe or, you know, all these sorts of different things are happening on different levels. And then your life is the result. Your resulting life is what you see in front of you. So the first thing is to start to see everything around you as a result of you. Hmm. It's interesting that I attracted, you know, this into my life. It's interesting that I saw 10 people with red shirts today. Hmm. Don't go any further than that. Just notice. Okay. Notice and be curious. Because if you go further, if you, then, you, then you, you go into danger zone, right? Oh, I've seen 10 people with red shirts today. How interesting. Um, I bet that means that I should wear a red shirt. Nope. You guessed that. You made that shit up. You have data. And you have, um, what's the best word? Extrapolation, okay? You do not want to extrapolate with the subconscious because to extrapolate means to use your conscious mind to guess something or to deduce something, okay? Now, if there's something to be deduced, that is something that, that the conscious mind can, can work with. If there's a math problem or a physics issue, you're going to want to use your conscious mind. You're not going to want to use like symbols, <laughs> you know. Symbolically, I think that that lepton is really, you know, the, the the type of lepton that has this type of reaction in this type of situation. It's like it's, it's not symbolic. It's it's dualistic. It's literal, okay. And that's a very important realm that we all live in. It is not, however, the only very important realm that we all live in. Okay, so. So then into your, into your you know, subconscious, when you start to extrapolate, you're, you're, you're guessing, you're, you're, um, you're, tainting, you're tainting the data, right? The data is, I saw 10 people with red shirts. And the truth of it is, as of right now, I don't know what that means. The reason I use the word curious so much is because curiosity is a very light and open state of being. It's a great state for exploring the subconscious. Hmm, I wonder what that means. Huh, 10 red shirts. I wonder what that means. And then just pay attention and look for more data. Because until you have a conclusion, you need more data. Same as in the physical world, right? Don't guess. Oh man, all these girls, you know, leave me. And so there must be something wrong with me. No, maybe not. You're, you're, that's an extrapolation. Don't guess. All these girls leave me. That's really painful. I feel painful. I feel pain around that. <sighs> and let yourself feel that. Let yourself feel it because if you block it, that leads you back to human suffering. Okay, you're making it more painful by refusing to feel the painful emotions. Just feel them. It's natural. You will survive them. They're just feelings. It's just discomfort. You'll be okay. Let it come through you. Let yourself feel. Yeah. And 
And so, you know, while there there is that sort of symbolic um, element to the nature of the subconscious, what's really important is that you just stick to the data to what you know for sure. And and if you have an upwelling of emotion, that's a that's a data point. That's great. Okay. Yep. I feel I feel sadness. Great. Don't analyze it. Just feel sad. So you see how if you have a way of sadness, going back to the sort of how, how there are all these different layers in your system or all these different um, aspects of the ecosystem that is your, your system, right? Um, if you have a, an upwelling of sadness, that's a thing in itself. You may not understand it. You may not understand what it's linked to. And then you'll be like, yeah, I don't know why I'm sad, man. And you usually brush it away. And that's a shame because your system is doing something very important. You don't know what it is. I also don't know what it is. But I've studied the system for enough years to know that when something like that happens, there is an excellent, excellent, in fact, truly perfect reason for it. The more you can trust that and allow it to be what it is, the better. Okay? The more aligned you will feel, the more you will, um, you will be healthy and happy in your own way, whatever that is for you, in your own flavor. Because what you're doing is you're tuning into your system, right? And you're allowing it to be so important. So what will tend to happen, uh, here's an example of, of how you would sabotage that situation, right? The emotion comes up and you go into your head. Man, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's, that's dumb. It's probably, it probably shouldn't be there. And so you brush it away. And so you can see there the, the mental level coming in and blocking the emotional level. This is literally how a block happens in the moment, right? A refusal to feel is a very, very powerful form of block. And it leads to a huge amount of self-sabotage. So much, you guys. So a block, so, so the way to begin to work toward um, being more aligned with yourself uh, um, eliminating self-sabotage, shit like that, pay attention to your language. Notice when you block yourself from speaking because of fear. What if you spoke instead? Notice when you keep yourself from feeling your emotions because they don't make sense. What if you let yourself feel them instead? Notice if you um, find yourself locked in your mind, you're going round and around and around about the same thing in a mental hamster wheel. What if you let yourself off it? Right? And the way you do that is by coming down into your body. Follow your breath with your awareness. See how far down your body it comes on its own. Right? The more you sort of you look at that as your, as your focus stays there, your energy comes down. You will feel yourself more uh, like coming down into your body. And that's incredibly powerful. Right? That's the way out of anxiety too. So... So your system, you know, you have all these different layers and they're all kind of working at, at odds with each other and that is why you have what you have, okay? But the more you can purify it, the more you can allow yourself to be exactly the way you want to be in this moment. And I don't mean like, you know, being a, a dick to someone, you know, and then being like, how many said I could do that? It's not about that, right? It's about, okay, you're feeling angry, Take responsibility for your shit. This is you. It's your anger, not theirs. You know? Uh, have you ever heard the saying, um, anger is like taking 
uh, at being staying angry at someone or holding a grudge is like taking poison and waiting for it to kill the other person. I mean, that's some bullshit. You know, I got people in my program who have struggled from, uh, you know, been angry about um, a past relationship breaking up for decades. And truly, you know, and, and he even said she moved on within a year. She was remarried and she was, she was fine. He's like held on to it. And he, he has said to me, you know, it, it feels like it's, it's poison. It's poisoning me, you know? So own every single experience you can possibly have. Own it. Let it be yours. See it as yours. See it as something that you've attracted. Boy, that person saying that thing really uh, elicited anger. Hmm, I feel a lot of anger. Great. Go feel your anger. Go excuse yourself to the bathroom. You can uh, ball up your shirt and scream into it. That's a really good one to release anger. You know, move it through, but in an appropriate way. It's not about the other person. You do yourself a disservice if you, think, if you allow yourself to think that it is. Step one, take epic, epic responsibility for your life experience. The more of your life experience you can take responsibility for, the happier you will be, period. Two, stay aware of your language, okay? Watch for those images coming up. Watch for those broad generalizations. If you're uncertain, ask if you can prove it. Oh, you know how women are these days. You know, they're in, you know, I don't know, they're, too independent or they're, you know, they don't want men like me. Have you asked them all? You know, people always leave me. Always? Has every person you've ever met ever since you were born left you? Because that is the only time when that is a true statement. So check in. Is what you're saying true? And really, is it true, kind, and necessary? Explore this, right? Let yourself see what, when, when, what you're, when, when what you're saying is true, kind, and necessary, and when it's not. Try. Try for an hour only saying things that are true, kind, and necessary. See what that exercise is like. That would be very powerful. And then three, let yourself, let your system do what it wants to do. Follow those impulses, you know? Be aware of when your thoughts come in and block your emotions. This is incredibly powerful, you guys. So, if, you know, spending some time just going over those three things will create a serious shift in your life. So if that happens, then I invite you to come to my Facebook page and share your successes with me because I love it when people do that. When they've been listening to the podcast or they've been, you know, in my course for a little while and they come on my my profile and they go, you know, this is, you know, I've noticed all these changes and my, I'm more aware of my words. And I realized that I believe this and I didn't even know that. And that makes sense because X, Y, Z happened in my childhood. And, you know, the, the blocks will start falling into place, but this is how you start the process. Okay. So, um, that's going to be my show for today. I really appreciate you joining me. Um, uh, feel free to download, subscribe to the podcast. Um, if you are interested in having a session with me, the, my initial session is free. You can go to dominiedrew.com forward slash schedule. And, um, you know, we can, have a, we can have a chat. You know, we'll have a little talk for about an hour or so and um, see what it is that you've been going through and, and whether or not I can help. So um, I really look forward to uh, seeing your success stories on my page. And thank you so very much for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Take care, guys. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.